Welcome to the Autonomous Vehicle Daily Tech Podcast. My name is Hassan Akram. I am the host of the Autonomous Vehicle Safety and Security Podcast. This is my second podcast. And in this podcast, we will be broadcasting focused discussion on technical subject matter. Enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for listening. In automotive industry, we've been used to requirement-based testing. Now, so it requires scenario-based testing. Let me ask you, with scenario-based testing, what does sort of say about qualitative and quantitative testing or risk uh, analysis? Yeah, you mentioned requirement-based testing. I mean, this is, has been this um, workhorse of safety for a long time, and people have been doing that, and that was based on it. And now that we discover that cannot put everything that happens in the outside world into requirements, and that our description of the environment and all the situations is not complete, then you can also come to the question, I mean, what what's the worth of requirement-based testing? I mean, you come to the end of this methodology, um, due to effort and high complexity. So idea was um, to introduce basically this uh, new way of testing. And uh, in a way, I think um, this um, scenario-based testing is the trial or the, the idea to introduce some equivalence classes to put this highly complex outside environment into boxes and say, I mean, this is the same thing um, over and over again. So we put it, we classify things and put it into different boxes. And so we can pick one test from each box and then we can see how do we have to vary the parameters in each box that we have coverage and can be pretty sure that everything's safe. So I think that's the, the idea of scenario-based testing and um, yeah, I think for SOTIF it is so important, the scenario-based approach or anyhow, you need, you need, I mean, if it's scenario-based or if you choose some other approach, what you need is a, a means to start to, to address this complexity of the outside world. I mean, this is the problem, to, compl to address this complexity of the outside world, to put it into test cases um, that you need for verification and also for validation. and. Currently, I think the scenario-based approach is the best thing that we have on the market. I mean, this is has been elaborated in, in many ways. Um, so I think this is uh, the current state of the art, how to address it. You classify the complex environment into different boxes, in quotation marks, having the different scenarios. Within this group of um, right turns, what is the critical parameters that I have to vary? How, how, is it the speed that I have to go through or is it distances to my um, neighbor or is it time to collision? And then you walk through and discuss which test cases you actually need um, to reduce test effort and hoping that this systematics gives you at least a notion of coverage. I mean, this is the other functional safety workhorse in, in testing coverage. I mean, you have some metrics and you say, let's reach a certain coverage. And that gives you a feeling, can I quit testing or do I have to continue? Now that you say this open world is so highly complex and has so many parameters, um, you suddenly end up with, you don't know what's 100%, right? I mean, and so it's difficult to, to address this coverage. And I think this is where the, the, the third um, uh, keyword that you entered, I mean, this qualitative versus quantitative 
comes in. I mean, I can make it quantitative if I know this 100%, if I know what's everything, then I can say I covered with my testing, let's say 5% of all the real world things. And then I can really statistically boil it down using statistical mathematics um, into a residual risk. I can make an assumption how often does each situation take place. I mean, depending on the use case, I mean, maybe the uh, urban scenarios are more important than, let's say, highway scenarios. This is all that comes into your calculation. And then in the end, you can come up with some residual risk. Basically. However, if you now say, I don't know what's 100%, I don't know if I covered all the situations that are relevant, then it comes to a more qualitative thing. I mean, do I believe that what I did was reasonable? Um, because doing the number crunching um, is very difficult. You have so many parameters that come in. And if you say each number that you plug in has certain error bars, um, certain assumptions behind it, certain possibilities to have systematic issues in the background, then the question is, the final number that you work out, I mean, what does it mean? I mean, what's the error bar on this final number? And some people, I mean, currently nobody has done that in full detail, no? yeah, at least to my knowledge. And I think you have these two groups of people, one saying, if you do that in full beauty and full um, detail, you end up with a number with error bars that are so large that it doesn't tell you anything anymore. So, where's the point of doing it at all? And then you have the others that say, um, you can still do it. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an open discussion. I think so far nobody has shown that um, you can do all the number crunching for all the methods and then come up with a number coverage or residual risk or whatever this number is that makes things comparable. Um, so that some people say they doubt that you can possibly do it and say, okay, we need qualitative arguments. <laughs>